Everything Film is supported by Vancouver Acting School. You turn your passion into your career. Enroll now for post-secondary diploma programs in film, TV, and voiceover with fully accredited diploma and part-time programs taught on-site. If you want to learn the biz, check out VancouverActingSchool.com. We are recording our show, the second anniversary of Everything Film, presented by Agency Click, from Go Studios in the uh, Olympic Village area crazy strange trip it's been for two years yeah it's been two years and like we were saying we came out of all covid and we managed to survive and uh everybody's back on the straight and narrow so yeah hey. when, when everything was shutting down and covid we were starting up what, what were we thinking i don't know and we didn't I know where know. it would land but two years later and it's gotten bigger and better and high caliber guests agam darshi is joining us uh actress writer director producer so what don't you do um, I don't cook meat. I'm you a don't? vegetarian. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good answer. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of go wherever I'm curious. Mm. Well, Agam, you know what? It's been um, quite a week for you, right? You know, getting awards and going through this and like, uh, if everybody knows the, the actor awards were, what was it, two days ago? So, um, yeah, so, and you, and you know, it sounds like you had a heck of a night. It was special, yeah, because um, it was myself and Stephen Lobo coming from the same project called Donkey Head, mm -hmm. and we both won for best lead, best uh, female and, and male. Um, and it was just so nice. Like, it was, it was so wonderful to celebrate with the community and to see Stephen up there as well. You know, he put so much hard work into this film, so it's very meaningful. It's um, won many accolades. So tell us about the origin of Donkey Head. Um, I started writing it a long time ago. It's about a South Asian family living in Regina, Saskatchewan. It revolves around Mona, who is a mess in life, and she's caring for her aging father. And when his health takes a turn for the worst, her three successful siblings come back home to help care, take care of the situation. So um, we shot it in Regina, Saskatchewan, January 2021. It was like minus 40. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy um, and worked with some wonderful people. And so uh, finished post like last September 2021 and then just kind of went on its own trip, you know. Where did the inspiration for the idea come from? Um, you know, there's filmmakers that I really loved that I wanted to in some ways in my own way emulate. Um, but I lived with my dad while he was going through chemo. So I think that was part of uh, a little bit of the story, a bit of the backbone of the story. Um, I'm super curious about just families and, and siblings and the people who you're, you're best and you're worst with. And so I just wanted to explore that. Uh, I wanted to also talk about a, a show I've seen on Global called Family Law. Now you're involved in that. Tell us about this program. Yeah, so I directed an episode. It was the first time I directed uh, a TV show. So I went from directing this indie film uh, to directing TV, which was a jump. Um, it was it was very different, but it was great. I mean, it stars Jewel State and Victor Garber, and the showrunner is Susan Nielsen, and Annie Makita is the director-producer. So it has all these real sort of Vancouver, Canadian... Um, I don't know, uh, celebrated creatives as a part of it. So it felt amazing to have been invited to uh, direct an episode, and I learned a lot, and it was fun. It was a beautiful um, episode that was written by Sonia Bennett. 
So I'm really happy. So is, I mean, again, you do a variety of things. Do you equally enjoy the passion attached to each one? Or is, I mean, is directing more the thing that you're sort of wanting to pursue more? No, not necessarily. I, I just go where I feel inspired to go. I mean, I've been acting for a really long time, for about 18 years professionally. Um, and I love to write, and I feel like it was really important for me to write my own stories. Um, and I didn't plan on directing Donkey Head. It's just sort of happened. So I, I was able to explore all of those avenues, and I'm kind of just going wherever life takes me at the moment. I don't necessarily Well, there's such an experience, plan. like, with something like Donkey Head, and, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because films are interesting because you learn so much in the independent and small, like, and there's arguments and, you know, the DOP wants it this way mm. and, oh, we can't do it. The lighting won't never work. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure you went through all of that and then you realize that maybe directing is actually one of the easier jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just want to get the best out of the performance out of the person. But there's a lot of people that do a lot of work on film sets. Like, you would be surprised of what, you know, and you you went through that of how much is really happening. Oh, yeah. When you're basically, I mean, part of being a great director is surrounding yourself with <laughs> right, people who yeah, are right, better yeah. than you and smarter than you. I mean, yeah. it's just hiring well. Yeah, like, people with camera angles and stuff saying, yeah. no, 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 we're not doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah I had a, I was really lucky. I, I worked with uh, Leonardo Harem. He's a, he's a camera guy here in Vancouver, but he also DPs and, you know, just being able to uh, collaborate with someone like that. Yeah, right. Obviously, he knows more than I do, you know, so I can tell him what I want and the feeling that I'm getting and shots that I like but you know when you have somebody to bounce off ideas like that you feel like you're in a safe space right or when you cast well I mean right. part yeah, of absolutely. what's going to make or break a film or a series is just is casting and so knowing that you have a good team what's uh, what's your background what started you in the acting profession uh, I have a BFA in photography. I minored in theater at University of Calgary and I moved to Vancouver um, to so pursue? No, no. I, I was working as a graphic designer. I thought I would be a fine artist. I thought I would do photography. And I thought maybe, maybe I would moonlight as a, in theater. Um, and I had a teacher who said, you should get a, an agent because you can make a little money or something. You know, I was thinking booking commercials or whatever. Uh, and I ended up meeting someone and she told me to go to an audition. And so I did and I booked it. And it was a recurring role on a series. And that was kind of like, I sort of felt feel like I started out on a high, like I fell into it and it was easy at the time. Um, but I feel like my path had to be that way. Cause I don't know if I have, I don't know if I would have pursued it knowing how hard acting would have been. I think it was easy at first and I was like, this is great, I'm gonna do this. Um, and then I got hooked and then I was like, oh, I love it too much, I can't give up. Even when things did become really hard and you weren't working for a long time. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Well, well it says more on, on, on your profile, it says more, like it talks about you being a storyteller, like you brought that out. So like mm -hmm. I kind of see that in you that, um, so, how would I say it, like, when you go down the route of, like, um, at, you know, like, there's a lot of stories that haven't been told. So even, like, something like Donkey Head, I haven't, I haven't seen it, and I, I hope to see it. But it wasn't, like, a sugar-coated, out-of-the-box type movie, right? Like, so there's just so many stories that need to be told. So I see how you probably went that way. Like, it's going to be totally different. Yeah, I mean, I think all you can really do is just tell the story 
tell your honest truth, right? Like as an artist, as an actor, as a storyteller, as a writer, it's just like, I think the compass is what is the most truthful. And if you can just do that, then usually it'll be unique, yet universal at the same time. Yeah, you know, but I guess what I'm getting at is like, you know how you kind of like all movies are kind of the same, it's the same plot and we watch it and it's sugar-coated and it's like fed to you. So it's so many stories that I'd like to see told that are different. And, and a lot of it has to do with ethnicity and things like that that haven't even been touched. I don't think people have even touched the surface on a lot of stuff that we could we could delve into. Oh, yeah. I think there's so many people out there who deserve to tell their stories. And now yeah. it's starting to, mm-hmm. you know, we're starting to see more of that, which is exciting. You, uh, When you moved from Calgary, uh, at what point did it become profitable for you to pursue acting? Because, I mean, again... There's a lot of downtime. You're either working or you're not. There's really any in between. Um, at what point did you realize that I can actually make some bucks doing this? I mean, my my first job. Right. Uh, and and then that's why I think it had to be that way for me because if I knew, like my husband, for instance, he started out. He's an actor as well and has done um, has has done a lot of really cool projects all over the world. But in order for him to get to that point, he hustled and he was a waiter and he, you know, did all the things that you do as a struggling Mm -hmm. actor. And he was fine with it. And he always had such a pure passion for 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 it. Um, I feel like because I came from the visual arts side of things, I always felt like I could do something else if this. You know, if this doesn't pan out, I'm not going to stick with it because it's too hard. <laughs> so it was almost important, like necessary for me to have a good few years at the beginning in order to ca- get to really understand what it is about acting that I truly loved. Um, so that when times are lean, when things are hard, I just can't go anywhere else because I'm almost stuck to this relationship. <laughs> Did did COVID inhibit you much or were you able to kind of work your way through it okay? Um, Well, that's when we made Donkey Head. So we we shot it January 2021 um, and it was before anyone got vaccines. So I was pretty much, that was my focus. Um, As an actor, I think I did like a couple of things during that time as well. So yeah, I feel like it was awkward and um, difficult and a little scary at times, but I was able to move through it. So you picked up some hardware recently. Uh, what uh, What's in the future for Agam Darshi? Uh, I'm writing. I, I am writing a feature film called Tiny Birds with Broken Brains. And um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm just... I. When I, I think the beauty of writing is that you do it when there's really nothing else going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm auditioning and um, maybe I'll book something and, and I'll be on set and stuff. But I feel like uh, the, the real gift of Don Quixote has been the fact that I've been able to find my voice as a writer and create when mm, I'm not necessarily out there creating, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, how do we see Don Quixote? So if you're in the States or UK or Australia or New Zealand. Neither of which we are. Neither of which we are. (laughs) You can watch it on Netflix. (laughs) Uh, If you're here, um, it's on Super Channel. It was streaming on Amazon Prime and iTunes. Um, Yeah. I'm dying to check it out. Are (laughs) Are you proud of it? I am really proud of it. Yeah, it's not a perfect movie, you know, and I I watch it and uh, there's a lot that I like, but there's things that kind of bug me, you know, and that I want to get better the next time. Yeah, 
Agam, you know what I was going to ask is something like some for some of our like uh, listeners and stuff, and I'm always curious. How does it work? So you've made the movie, and then if it gets picked up, they just basically buy it. Like, is that how it works, or do you know get money beforehand? Um, Prime or, or Netflix. Or oh, yeah. No, you don't get money you beforehand. You get none. So they you actually have to watch the movie. Yeah. Then they'll write, somebody decides to write a check or not. Yeah. And the check might be a few years down the road. I don't think I've seen any money for... Really? <laughs> so, so they do... So it's... No, that's an interesting thing because yeah. nobody ever talks about that. And it's, I've been asked many times. So then it's like how many people watch Donkey Head on Netflix? And then they'll take, take a portion and send you a check. Is that how it works? or? I, I'm assuming it, it works differently for different people. You can get Netflix on board early on um, before you even make the film, maybe, maybe. But the way we did is we made the film, we approached a distributor in um, the States called Array, and they had a connection with with Netflix where all of their films go to Netflix. Right. So uh, our our you know, the money that we get is mostly from Array. It's not necessarily from Netflix. They're kind of like the third party, I guess, in between us and Netflix. Okay. So I th- I think there's already a set amount that we will get paid from them. But yeah, it takes years to actually see <laughs> the money. <laughs> oh, well. I got paid as there. an actor on it. <laughs> at least it's on Netflix. At least it's on Netflix. Pleasure to have you on the show. Agam Darcy, how can people find you? Are you on social media? Are I you, am, yeah. You doing I'm all that Instagram. stuff? I'm on Instagram. I'm I'm on Twitter sometimes. For however long that lasts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great to meet you. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Thanks thank so much you. for having me. Cheers.